And welcome to episode number 44 of Audit Bikes. Today we're going to talk about, well, are auditors imposters? Now, today I'm actually live on location. I'm at the uh, North Carolina CPA Society's conference where I just, uh, yesterday, I did a couple of sessions. I did their closing keynote for the first day and then I did another session. So You'll have to excuse the aesthetics. You're probably going to see people walking behind me, but hey, the show goes on. The show goes on. So, are auditors imposters? Are auditors imposters? That's the question I have for you today. And my man, the boss, is here. Hey, man, I hadn't seen you in a while. I hope everything is going well. We should catch up soon. Jim Grimes is here. Hey, man, I know you're doing well. We should catch up soon, too. All right, all right, all right. So my question for today is, are auditors imposters? Now, today's episode is brought to you by none other than that audit guy because it's time to transform your audit team with the ultimate training solution for your internal auditing department. You see, our well-structured training caters to your unique needs. We don't just provide training, we improve people. Now, here's what I want to ask you. If you have been to any of my trainings and you're listening right now, tell everybody if you liked it. If you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> so listen, let us know how we can help you level up your audit skills, whether you're an individual or department. We have something for you. We have a course catalog of over 30 courses, and we provide training tailored to your event, your professional organization, or your entire audit department. So the question that I have for you today is, the question that I have for you today is, have clients ever made you feel like you weren't qualified? Have clients ever made you feel like you weren't qualified? Let me know. All right, let's go back to the chat for a minute. We have Marsha here, good to see you. Ursula, always good to see you from Luxembourg. And my man, Michael Cheney is here. Good morning, Michael, good morning, good morning. So the question that I have for you is, have clients ever made you feel like you weren't qualified? So let me tell you all the story. I worked for Deloitte uh, many, many years ago, and most of my clients were in the financial services industry. One time they sent me to a life insurance company had no idea what the life insurance industry entailed. However, that did not matter because their particular problem was surrounding outstanding payments for death benefits. In other words, they had insurance policies, people died, and they needed to pay money out because people died. Now, they had a few different situations going on. They had money that were owed to, that was owed to people, and in some instances, the companies either, one, had not mailed the checks, two, did not know where to mail the checks, which goes back to problem one, right? Or three, they had mailed the checks and the checks had never been cashed. That was the problem. Now I was young at this point in time and I had a baby face. There was no gray and there was no facial hair. And so I looked extremely young for my age and, and, 
every day at this organization felt like an after school special where the lesson was how to handle bullies. Now, does anyone remember the after school specials? They came on ABC and they were just really unique shows where there was a lesson in the end. But that's what it felt like there. It felt like an after school special. So they would say things like, why are these preschoolers trying to tell us how to do our job? Or welcome to the adult daycare. That's disheartening. Has anyone ever had an experience similar to that? That's extremely disheartening. So, so now, now, we were a small but mature team, and so this didn't really bother us. We simply went to work, and we eventually helped them solve the problem. But it got me thinking, how many auditors face situations where they feel like a phony? How many auditors face situations where they feel like a complete fraud and a complete phony? And so that's what brings us to today's episode. Are auditors imposters? Are auditors imposters? Now, Michael says, yes, I definitely remember those after-school specials. <laughs> they were great. They should bring them back. They really should bring them back. And Clarence remembers the after-school specials, too. But the bigger question I have is, have you ever felt like an imposter as an auditor? Now, I'm assuming that a lot of people can resonate with the story that I just told because a record number of you actually signed up to view this live. And I know there will be several other others listening on their favorite podcasting platform. So, so have you ever felt like an imposter? Have you ever felt like an imposter? Now, before I continue and go on to the rest of today's session, I want to invite you to the next three episodes, episode 45, 46, and 47. Episode 45, the episode title is, Are You Curious Enough to Make a Difference? And we're going to talk about the power of curiosity. That's on September the 26th at 11.15 Central Standard Time, 12.15 Eastern Time. You can do the other adjustments for your time zone. The next one after that is on October the 10th. The title of it is Stop Auditing After the Fact. So we're going to talk about the dangers of auditing after the fact and how we can be more proactive as auditors. And then my favorite episode is going to be on October 24th, Board Governance Gone Wrong. You're going to be surprised by this episode. Now, let me say, we have these episodes planned out until the end of the year. So what you can do is go to my website at auditguy.com, sign up for my newsletter, and then you can really stay in the know. Also, when you see the events posted on LinkedIn, sign up for them. Sign up for them. So look, let's go back to our audience. Megan says, yep, it's human to feel like an imposter. Yes, it is, Megan. It is very human. And Ursula says, this is oddly bully in every organization. Yeah, and his ego requires the auditor to feel incompetent. Yep. I'm sorry, there is the odd bully. Yep, in every organization. What's really bad, though, Ursula, is when there's more than one and no one checks the bully. My man, Garen Bellini, is here. What's good? Listen, you know what, Garen, while you're here, I want to give you a big shout out and a big thanks. So, Garen Bellini, if you want to get comfortable on video and you want to have the right equipment, you need to talk to Garen Bellini. Garen, Garen sent me one of his bags. I call it the Bellini bag. Let me see. Let me take a look so I can get the exact name of it right now. It's the Micro Studio Design. 
That's what I'm using right now. I carry all of my equipment in Garen's micro studio bag. So I'm able to set up on the fly, which is why I was able to set up so quickly here in North Carolina on location. So Garen, big shout out to you. And I want to say thank you to you for that. If you're interested in any of Garen's product, go to microstudio.design, microstudio.design. All right, so now Jim says imposter syndrome is common. Being prepared for your audit and, and try to be prepared for your audit and try to anticipate the questions the client will ask. Yes. Garen, I got a whole lot more episodes coming, my man. Now, Michael says there have been times when I felt like I wasn't good enough, although I was qualified for the job or the work. Now, one of the reasons I like doing this show live for us auditors is because you get to see that other people have the exact same thoughts and feelings that you've had. So if you're feeling insecure and you're feeling like an imposter, read some of these comments, listen to what the people are saying. There are a whole lot of people who feel the exact same way that you do. So don't lose confidence, my friends. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why you feel like an imposter. So here's one reason why you feel like a phony. Clients question your knowledge of their processes. Here's the thing. They should ask you some questions. You are essentially coming into their home. And their perception of you is skewed. And because they question your knowledge of their processes, you start to have these feelings. What you do is you feel like you don't understand the organization. And so that starts to weigh heavy on your subconscious. And because you feel like you don't understand the organization, it causes a few things. First, it causes you to have this self-doubt. You start to wonder if you can actually do the job, if you're qualified to do the job, or worse yet, why are you qualified, but they don't see that you're qualified? So that's the first thing that happens is you have some self-doubt. The second thing that happens is insecurities start to creep in. Insecurities start to creep in. And when those insecurities start to creep in, you become shy, reserved, and afraid to interact with others. So let me say that again. You feel like you don't understand the organization, and that's one reason you feel like a phony. And because you feel like you don't understand the organization, it causes self-doubt, insecurities, and it causes you to become shy and reserved and afraid to interact with others. And now this cycle of insecurity actually affects your job performance. This cycle of insecurity affects your job performance. So here's why you feel like one, your clients question your knowledge of their processes. Two, you feel like you don't understand the organization. Now, the third thing is every day feels like something new. Every day feels like something new. Now, let's face it. As humans, we don't deal well with the unknown and with change. But our jobs as auditors is full of uncertainty and unknowns. So every successful auditor must become comfortable with uncertainty and change. Everyone must become comfortable with uncertainty and change. All right, so now let's go back to the audience and see what you guys think. Megan, Megan says, I think it can be an advantage to play dumb. Absolutely. And she puts in quotes for those of you who will be listening on the podcasting platform. She puts in quotes. You're right. I don't know. Help me understand. That is a critical phrase that you can use. Clients will tell you all sorts of things if they don't know anything. 
if they think you don't know anything. Very good point, man. Good point. Richard Fowler, hey, man, how you doing? I hadn't seen you in a while. I hope everything is well with you now. Richard says, as auditors, we have different skill set than our clients. They know their processes, but we know what control weaknesses are. But there shouldn't be a conflict as long as we communicate together. All right. Now, Richard is going somewhere with this, and we're going to go right in line with where Richard is. Well, Marsha says, there is so much stereotype in auditing, especially if you are young, but knowledgeable and experienced. Sure does feel vindicated when you can prove them wrong. That's a very good point, Marsha. That's a very good point. So now, here is why you feel like a phony. Let's recap before we move forward. One, clients question your knowledge of your processes. Very normal. Two, you feel like you don't understand the organization. And three, things are changing all the time. Oh, Richard. Richard says he's been out due to surgery. All is well now. Hey, man. Glad you recovered. And if you're still recovering, I wish you a speedy recovery. I wish you a speedy recovery. So now, now, those are the reasons. Those are the reasons why we feel like a phony. Now, what can we do about it? What can we do about it? That's the big question. Before I get to that, here's what I want you guys to do. If you love audit the way I love audit, go over to my website and grab yourself some gear. Got hats, shirts, mugs. Many of you have seen my I Love Audit mug and have commented on it. I love it. She loves it too. That auditguy.com. Go to the store. Get your merch. All right. So back to the discussion at hand. Are auditors imposters? No, we're not. And here is why you should never, ever feel like a phony. Number one. You are not the expert at their job. Surprise, knowing their job is not your job. When clients criticize us, we automatically go into self-defense mode trying to convince them of how much we know. This is the absolute wrong approach. They spend eight hours a day, five days a week performing their processes. We are not experts at what they do. And you shouldn't feel ashamed and you shouldn't feel a need to explain your expertise in their processes. So let's get over this notion that we are experts at what they do or that we should even strive for that. Now, the second thing is you need to understand your expected expertise. You need to understand your expected expertise. I like to say that the job of an auditor is to understand the what, the how, and the why. Let me explain what I mean by that. Our job function is to learn what our clients do, to understand how they do it, and then to understand why they do it. Now, once we know the what, the how, and the why, we evaluate that to determine if it is being done effectively to meet the goals and objectives, and if it's being done in an efficient manner. So our job is to understand the what, the how, and the why, because that's what we're evaluating. We don't have to be an expert at what it is they do, but wait, we're still not out of the woods yet. We first must understand that we're not the experts. Then we need to understand what our true job expectation is. Second thing, most of us get stuck here though. Most of us get stuck here. A man, Clarence says, I agree 100% with, he agrees 100% with what I'm saying. Thank you, Clarence. Most of us though, 
we get stuck right here. And one of the reasons we get stuck is because of the third point that I'm about to make. One of the reasons we get stuck is because of the third point that I'm about to make. And that is you haven't communicated your actual expertise. In other words, our clients don't fully understand our role. They simply don't. And that leads to misaligned expectations. Now explaining what we do clears up those misunderstandings and puts everyone on the same page. But here's where the problem gets bigger. You can't do it alone. It starts at the top in your audit department. So your chief audit executive, director of audit, VP of audit, whatever the title is for the top position must spread the message of what it is that we actually do. So for all of you out there who feel like you're an imposter sometimes, here's what I want you to do. First, understand what message your CAE is spreading. Because if they aren't spreading the right message, then your clients will be confused and they should be confused. And if you try to explain what you do to your clients, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So your CAE, it all starts at the top. And we all understand the tone at the top. We talk about that a lot in our organizations. So first, understand the message that your CAE is spreading. Secondly, what is your overall marketing message for your department? Every auditing department should have a marketing strategy. If you'd like to talk about that, contact me. I have courses on how to evaluate and improve your marketing strategy as an internal auditing department. And you're probably wondering, why should you trust me? Well, if you're watching me or listening to me, that means that my marketing strategy must work, right? So first, what message is your CAE spreading? Second, what is your overall marketing message in your department? And the third thing is, do the individuals within your department embody the marketing message? In other words, are all of the auditors on the same page with spreading the message to our clients regarding what our job truly is? Now, let's go back to our audience. I love interacting with our audience. Yeah, this works for legal departments as well. Uh, so Jim says, it's also important not to fake it until you make it when it comes to performing an audit. If you don't know the answer, always say you'll reach out to an expert and get back to the client with the appropriate response. This is so important. This is so important. And it also was pointed out earlier, when you say, I don't know, clients will gladly tell you because they want you to understand their processes. They actually want you to understand their processes. Teo, hopefully I said your name right. Auditors should let the clients know that they are the expert. Sometimes auditors want to prove that the clients of their knowledge. It should be a team. Yeah, but what are you an expert in? You're an expert in risk and controls. You're not an expert in what they do. If you were an expert in everything that your clients did, then you would be doing their job. You'd be doing their job. You're an expert in risk and controls. Ah, Ursula, you like that. Misaligned expectations is very true and real communication issue. It is. I found that most audit clients are kind and considerate. The problems come when we have misaligned communications. Once everyone gets on the same page, everything just clears up and we can move forward together. My man Kingsley, hey man, I hadn't seen you in a while. Where have you been? Hopefully all is well with you. 
He says, yeah, we are not the expert. We also need to differentiate that with an auditor is called a subject matter expert. As one, the auditor needs to learn processes, expectations, etc. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you do have auditors who have a certain level of expertise in, in a few things. But let me explain to you something. I spent the bulk of my career in higher education where I was auditing NCAA compliance. I was auditing Oh, I had hospitals under me, so I was auditing healthcare operations. I was auditing standard payable processes, classroom procedures, all types of things. Now, you mean to tell me I was an expert in every single one of those? No. If I purported to be an expert in all of those, my career should have been over. My expertise was in gathering information from clients, analyzing that information, and determining if the processes they were performing were effective in achieving the goals they were supposed to achieve and if it was being done in an efficient manner. No matter what industry you're in, that is our job. Now, I can tell you, I've worked in so many different industries, and because I embody what I just said, that is why I've been able to pivot from industry to industry. That is what made me a really good consultant when I worked for Deloitte. I oftentimes was placed on assignments in a moment's notice. I'd be told on Friday that I would need to go to a client. Didn't even know what the industry was, but we ended up helping out in the end. Ah, thank you very much. So, 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 are auditors imposters? No, but I think it was Ursula that said earlier, feeling like an imposter is natural. No, that wasn't Ursula. Who was that? Let me give the right credit. That was Megan. Megan said, it's human to feel like an imposter. Yeah, we all do. But I believe that when we acknowledge that we're not the expert at their job, when we understand what our true expertise is, and when we communicate that out as a department and all get on the same page, it can help us overcome the imposter syndrome. I welcome your thoughts and your comments. I welcome your thoughts and your comments. I welcome your thoughts and your comments. So this is episode number 44, Are Auditors Imposters? No, we're not, but sometimes we do feel like it. And you know what, Clarence? I'll leave the last word to you, my friend. You said many are intimidated by auditors, so they want to make us feel like we don't know what we're doing. Correct. But it's up to us whether we allow that feeling to actually take place and become true or not. So with that said, thank you all for joining me. Don't forget about the future episodes coming up. Sign up for my newsletter at my website. And if you need trading, you know who to call. We'll see you next time.